was the night before Kitmas when all through the podcast. Not a collector was stirring. You must be due a recast. The shirts were lined up in the wardrobe with care in the hope that some new releases would soon be there. When out in the shirt community there rose such a clatter, I logged onto my Twitter to see what was the matter. Onto my Instagram, I flew like a flash to find out what new shirt would be taking my cash. Now, I'll sod that. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to They Think It's All Over, the football shirt show. It's nearly Christmas. I'm Adrian Football Shirtalia, and today I'm joined by three wise men and the Grinch. Hello, gents. Who's the Grinch? No fucking guess. <laughs> There really. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full house. Who we got? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. I almost forgot who I was then. And it's Tom at Shirt Fan. Scott at Fine Sky. And Adam at this one kit. Just have to get in there first, AD, and say that intro. You deserve a bit of Christmas cheer for that, I think. That was genuinely really good. <laughs> I bit off more than I could chew. I didn't quite realise how long that poem was and basically gave up after two verses about fucking 10 or 12 verses sod that. <laughs> considering how shit your jokes usually are that was that was really good thanks scott you are definitely on the naughty list what about mike adam nice list or naughty list what do you reckon adam would be on the nice list because he's fucking nice to everyone isn't he i try my best everybody what? loves me i love everyone <laughs> it's great life is nicer when you're just nice he told me that he doesn't even shush people in the library that's how nice adam is no, we don't do that anymore. We, we encourage chaos in the library. When was the last time you went to a library, Scott? A what? I was going to say, I don't think Scott's ever been to a library. Wow. Actually, I have been to a library once, and it was to get a book that was thousands to buy. So I thought, where am I going to go to get this book? And I did. I went to a library to get the book. And did they have the book? They did not. They had to oh. go to a library in England and it got posted to the library in Shetland and they handed oh. it. Bearing in mind, I'm not a big reader. I got handed this book and they said, this is a very important book and it needs to go back to the library we bought it from in seven days. It's like, fucking seven days? <laughs> you mean I've what? had to read this book in seven what? days? What? what was this book for it to be so fucking important? So, have you ever seen the film The Hurricane? about the uh, hurricane the, the denzel Ruben washington Hur- movie yeah, yeah. Ruben hurricane carter so the book that he writes in jail in the movie it, it's that book that that before the film came out it it hadn't been republished so it was only the originals kicking about and they were yeah few and far between only the only library in the country that had the book apparently good so book what is is this some part of some weird rare book collecting that you also partake in no i just really wanted to read the book which doesn't happen very often. But I wasn't going to pay two grand for some first edition. Fucking. So so what you're talking about there, Scott, is the interlibrary loan service that you can do in most libraries around the country where you <laughs> oh, can pay a small him. charge to get any You might not tell people to shush, but we will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's yeah. just fucking turning the podcast off. Christ almighty. Started right. off with a poem, now onto libraries, honestly. What's going on? Let's get back on track. Speaking of naughty and nice, Tom, you had a naughty little weekend away, didn't you? I did. I had two naughty weekends away, actually. I was in Belfast first, which was very naughty. 
very, very naughty. And then I was in a bit of a nicer place, part of the world, which was Napoli, Naples even, to see Napoli get hammered 3-0 by Inter. And I know, like, I've said this a million times in tweets and to you guys already, but everybody says about Naples, they are obsessed with football and Maradona is a god. That's all That's all you need to know about Naples, really. But you go there and it's more true than you can ever expect it to be. It's like going to Disneyland, but instead of Mickey Mouse being everywhere, it's Maradona. You go get a pizza, it's Maradona shaped from a Maradona oven covered in Maradona murals. It's, it's crazy. I've never, ever experienced anything like it. I would say it's, a, it's like a must-do for anybody that's into football and going to games abroad. And it was so cheap. I paid 30 quid for my flights, which I could probably, well, I figured out, I could go to Manchester, return for £150. So I could go to Naples five times for that amount of money, which is absolutely insane but one thing I did kind of figure out while I was there there is no Naples or Napoli football shirt store there's no football shirts being sold they're all bootlegs and even at the stadium they're all bootleg merchandise and there's a lot of bootleg merchandise but no wonder Napoli shirts are so hard to get or so expensive because you can't buy them you can't buy them anywhere they have one tiny little shop in the, the Grand Central Station, and you can't fit more than about three people in it at a time. And of course, they all want Karatskelia printing with their one print machine. So no wonder these shirts are so hard to get hold of and so expensive to get into the UK. But I did have a theory. I thought because the ultras in Naples are particularly extreme in terms of the running of the football club and monitoring ticket prices and all that kind of thing. And we all know about the Gomorrah and there is a, a nasty element to Naples. And I did think that maybe the merchandise there is restricted because all of this unofficial merch is sold by the ultras and the gangs and they don't want Nap- Napoli shirts to be so easy to get because then no one will be buying their bootleg stuff. Which if you look in the stadium, full of bootleg stuff so i don't know if that's true probably slandered a whole football club but there you go you know, i was going to follow on with a question but i think you might have answered it because i was going to say the many people in in the grounds wear the shirts because obviously in some places it's not it's weirdly not a thing to wear your shirt to a game so i mean you kind of half answer that so there weren't too many certainly not official shirts in the stadium then no so it i've seen i saw more people wearing football shirts at that game in in uh, Naples and I have anywhere else in Italy, but it was all bootleg stuff. And some of that bootleg stuff was incredible, I have to admit. Like, they really go to town on it. But it, it did make me wonder, like, you know, champions of, of Italy last season, a, a very famous club with a, a unique set of shirts every year, but they're so hard to get hold of, even in the city. So I, I did it did make me wonder, perhaps there's something more to that. But again, I'm just joining some dots very tenuously. It is ironic that they release eight shirts a year and you couldn't fucking find a single one to buy. Well, I, I did buy them, but I had to really, like, wait for my moment in the in the club store, which, like I said, is tiny, absolutely tiny. And none of it's on display. It's all, like, packed behind. It's like, you know, uh, I'm going to sound like such a geek here, but anyone that's ever seen Harry Potter, Ollivander's wand shop, it's all, like, tiny little drawers and you have to ask the little gremlin behind the behind the stool for for a wand it was like that you had to ask them for a shirt and they'd pull it out of this dusty little drawer then you'd get it all printed they'd pull out a box a halloween box and pick the numbers and names out it was mental absolutely mental 
never seen anything like it for such a big club. Well, there we go. For anybody who um, wants to know who's casting aspersions on the retailers of Napoli shirts, that's that's Thomas Slater <laughs> at shirt underscore fan. For anybody who wants to find him, all the rest of us um, are completely okay with how the sh- shirts are sold and sourced in Naples. Do we move on to the news this week, gentlemen? Let's. Oh, actually, I, have I even said it's episode eighty nine? Nope. Okay, it's episode eighty nine. The biggest selling club shirts of the year. There you go. Now, should we move on to the news? but now the formalities are done eh? yeah so loads of things in the news this last few days we've seen the rainbow laces campaign in the wsl with man united doing uh doing something very nice we've seen an eight euro bird camp note Jubilo water shirt from Admiral set of shirts. Ajax had a nice name set campaign with three dots against social media hate. Crystal Palace released a fourth shirt and Bristol Rovers released a hundred and fortieth anniversary shirt. What do you lot want to talk about today? I just have one comment about the Ajax shirt. Have they released a campaign against social media hate because they've been fucking dreadful this year? So they've just been getting dogs abuse all season. It's well-timed. Anything to add on that though, Scott? Are you just taking a piss out of Ajax? No, I, I was just taking a piss out of Ajax a little bit because I think um, th- that's too big a topic for us to tackle. And the world's full of cunts and social media seem to collect most of them. And if you call them that on social media, then... There's all this victimization going on. And so, yeah, it's a, I mean, freedom of speech with no consequences is, I mean, it's the keyboard warrior, isn't it? So good for them for trying to tackle it. But yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a big one to take on. Could you buy the print oh, on the shirts? So, oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you, you say your bit. Could you buy the print on the shirts? Can you buy them with that message on the back? I don't know, Mike, can you? I don't know, Scott, can you? Don't buy Ajax shirts. They don't make authentics. I have no idea. There you go. We don't know. Mystery solved. Um, I was just going to say, um, I thought Ajax were doing terribly, but I've just checked the table. They've had a real swing around in their fortunes. They're they're back up to fifth now. They were bottom last time I checked. How many Changed points? Manager. Did, did they just win one game? <laughs> from last um, they've they've won four in a row. That they, they did have a change. That I mean, they're still miles behind PSV, but yeah, they um they have won four in a row. Uh, so uh, to take them up to seven wins for the season, so that's uh so a mini turnaround. So there we go. Good for them. As as an aside, if I did look at the Ajax squad the other day, and it is the worst Ajax squad I've ever seen in my lifetime. Genuinely, I would challenge any one of you to name a single player in their team at the moment, because I wouldn't have been able to. I was actually about to say, I don't think I could name a single player from their squad this this year. And I genuinely, honestly, I genuinely, I don't follow Dutch football particularly closely most seasons, but I genuinely couldn't, couldn't say a single player. Nope. None of us can. Right now. I have a shit story about Dutch football. <laughs> I went on a. This is why I don't like Dutch football anymore. I went on a party weekend, football party weekend that my mate had booked. That sounded like a great idea. You get on a bus in London, you drive around Europe, and you go to a football game every day for a weekend. Got to fucking Amsterdam, 
And the tour guide turns around and says, oh, we can't go to the game. And we're like, what the fuck do you mean we can't go to the game? And it was Ajax Feyenoord, which I don't know if any of you know about the rivalry, but it was apparently a lot of hooliganism. So the day before the game, Ajax just decided, right, we're not letting anybody in that's not an Ajax fan. Um, what else are you supposed to do in Amsterdam? I mean, well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's for another podcast. But yeah, we never got to the we never got to the bloody game. So I was raging, went all the way uh, there. Oh, sorry, can I, I bet, go? I bet you were gutted, Scott. Bet you were absolutely gutted. Yeah, it would have been a hell of a show. <laughs> Watch what's his face running around against that other guy. Adam, any chance you can sort of wheel us back in here and uh, move back to football show news? Uh, yeah, sure. I can talk about Japanese teams because I like J-League football. Uh, Japanese team Jubilo Iwata, who oddly enough count Jay Bothroyd among their former players, have released their new shirts for the 2024 J-League season. The interesting thing here is their kits are made by Admiral, who are obviously a UK company with a huge history, but who supply kits to quite a small number of teams at the moment. So it feels a bit of a random matchup to have a UK, quite a small supplier, really, with a J-League. They've just got promoted to the, the top tier uh, for the next season. And it's fair to say Japanese teams often get hand-me-down templates from the big boys. So it's actually quite nice that they are with Admiral because Admiral have been doing some bespoke shirts for them, including their new ones. And I'm just going to read the blurb from it because I really like this. It's very earnest. It's very Japanese. The Enshu Stripe which is associated with Jubilo Iwata's hometown of Enshu, is expressed in jacquard knitting and is combined with gingham check, which originated in England, which is where Admiral were born. This represents Jubilo's desire to move forward into a new history and continue to evolve into a club that is strongly loved. Isn't that nice? I think that's a nice way to say that we've made some shirts for, for a club. The shirts themselves um, are very nice. Uh, home is uh, sky blue, away is white, and both feature the aforementioned gingham style check collar, and it's also on the cuffs as well. And there is a diagonal stripe shadow print, which I'm assuming is the Enshu stripe. I really like it. I do like J-League shirts anyway. Uh, I think that there's often a lot of imagination in them, but I don't know what everyone else thinks. Gingham, for anybody like me, it's, it looks like the picnic blanket type material, doesn't it? Yeah, except that this is a, I mean, most people kind of view it as like red and white checks, whereas uh, this is a, a dark navy blue kind of contrast. I really like shirts. I, lo- I love the collar and cuffs, but the, the collar in particular, is it's a big old collar, very sort of like reminiscent of the old Admiral collars from the is it late 70s, early 80s yeah, they were definitely. dishing out. Um, so I, I like the fact that it looks like there's a little bit of Admiral history within the kit as well. I really like it. Yeah, no, they're good. Nice home and away pair as well. You'd definitely whack a cotton sweater over the top of it and carry it off as work work, wouldn't you? That's exactly what I was going to say. That's ah. exactly what I was going to say. It looks like someone's, like your dad's put a jumper over his, his check shirt. That's what it looks like with that collar. I mean, it, it does look like every shirt I wore when I was at uni uh, with my particular <laughs> brand of fashion at the time with big collars and big flares. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I, th- I think it's really nice. I'm just as uh, imagining Adam at university. Night oh, of you, the town. you don't. You don't need to imagine it. Go on his Instagram, and there's photos. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Ooh, I've got hair. so much hair. So much hair. <laughs> he, he does look, straight he, in it. He does look like the rejected member of Maroon Five. 
But oh, fuck off. <laughs> that's as bad as once I was on a night out in Norwich and some guy came up to me and he was trying to be nice. He was like, your hair's awesome. You look like you should be in jet. <laughs> They're like the worst band ever. I was so upset. Like, honestly, like at least like say like a shit Britpop band, but no jet. Definitely going to look at those pictures later. <laughs> I, I, I feel like the news is done now. What do you reckon? Yeah, we're done now, aren't we? Before we move on to the um, the main feature of the episode, I forgot the word feature. Can we please just take well, a moment? you know what you can do? You can go to a library and learn words, can't you? Can we just take a couple of minutes? That's that's a very boring fact about the Shetland Library. It's not in the same place as I got that book. Um, <laughs> can we just take two minutes to talk about how Michael Owen is the weirdest cunt in football. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, well, I mean we, we've got I saw... to trouble about Michael Owen before. <laughs> we've, had sure. to cut, we've had to cut <laughs> Michael Owen content before. When I saw that fucking clip, I was like, you know when you like, look around on This is on the apple pole? in the bin thing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> you know when you're like looking around and you're like, oh, was he on a comedy show or was he... When I found out it was serious and I watched it again, what the fuck is going on in that man's book? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got weird opinions and says weird shit. And I mean, we live in a world with Matt Letizia, fucking Joey Barton and Ricky Lambert kicking about. But I mean, if he was your idol, I mean, that he has to be absolutely destroying anybody that thought he was ever anything at one point in time. I've, in I've got a signed theater. photo. I've got a signed photo that my dad got me for my 18th birthday. And I'm very much like any other fucking Liverpool player. Any other former Liverpool player, I would take over him at the moment. Honestly, it's the I way mean, he said he was brave, brave for trying. That was the bit that got me for trying to throw his apple core into the bin. The the, the bit that got me was that it was clearly made up. It's clearly not a real story. Look, like, why would the bin be next to the TV? Why why would they not just move the bin? Why were they just like <laughs> Michael keeps doing this? He keeps doing. Someone should stop this. Just move the bin from next to the TV. And also, he says, like, he threw it six metres. Like, how big was their front room? Six metres is quite big. (laughs) How did the person interviewing him keep a straight face and not just be like, do you know what, mate? Fuck off. We're stopping this interview. You are fucking mental. I would love to see you interview Michael Owen. I would pay good money to see that happen. Is is he going to be on the podcast soon? Can we get him on? Doubt it, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think we'll ever get anyone from BT Sport on again either. Adam, I've asked you to rein it in once already. Um, do I ask you to rein it in again? Yeah, so here is an advert for our sponsor, hashtag ad. Granny's Football Store is one of many websites on the interweb superhighway that sells football shirts. But unlike some of the big boys, Granny's offers fair prices for their classic shirts. The website is www.grannysfootballstore.com and there you will find such awesome shirts as Lotto AC Milan 93-94 away shirt medium for £90 and Kappa Athletic Bilbao 95-97 away shirt XL for £75. You can also find Granny on all of your favourite social media sites like Facebook, the X formerly known as the Twitter, Instagram, Bebo, MySpace and Habbo Hotel. Just search Granny's Football Store and you'll find them. 
This week's feature is all about the biggest selling club shirts of the year. Now, this data, gentlemen, is very, very hard to get. And we were lucky enough to see a, a leak by an aptly named company called PR Marketing. It sounds legit, so we're going to use it. Uh, they have released the top eight selling clubs in the world from the 2022-2023 season. So shall we go around the room, the virtual room, and you can all guess who you think the top eight are. Correct answer stays in and see who's the last man standing. Well, it sure as fuck ain't going to be Napoli, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to go in alphabetical order. So first up, Adam. So I have to guess who is the number one. No, you just got to get one of the top eight. One of the top eight keeps you in the game. Oh, okay. Well, Liverpool. Liverpool. And they came in at number one, Adam. Any would like to guess a figure? How many uh, how many shirts do you think they sold in the twenty two twenty three season? Too many. Wow. Uh one point eight million. <laughs> it was one point eight million. Okay. That's Everybody good. now thinks you're cheating. <laughs> oh god, yes, was no way. <laughs> I mean I've got a notepad, but I've just written Liverpool on it. <laughs> and then there's some of my wife's work notes, so you know. Was that expected at number one? I'm a bit surprised by that. Yeah, I, I I would have. I'm not going to say who it is, but there's another team that I would have put. I mean, a few teams, but there's one other team especially that I would have put. I think there's definitely the Mo Salah factor because obviously he's a very popular player in that region. So I think, um, yeah, that's massively boosted Liverpool's popularity. I would say. Possibly, possibly. It's been a while, um, Mike. I think you're up next. So there's seven teams remaining in the top eight. Can you name one of them? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to say Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich, same close to home. They are the fifth biggest selling team in the world in the 22-23 season. With, do you want to guess or should we let Adam tell us how many shirts they sold? Uh, if he wants to carry on cheating, he can. 1.5. Again? What? Was that actually right? No, it's 1.35 million okay. shirts sold. So um, I like the way you've undercooked it on purpose. Scott, you're up next. Real Madrid. Real Madrid, the third biggest selling team. 1.7 million shirts sold. Tom, no pressure. There's still five teams remaining. I'm surprised no one said it because I would have put these at, at one. But Man- Manchester United, surely. Manchester United, your first choice of shirt to buy. And it was first choice for many other people in the world. It was the second biggest selling team with 1.75 million shirt sales. Right, you've all made it to the halfway stage. Will you all make it to the end? Adam, four teams remaining in the top eight. So far, we've had Liverpool, Man United, Real Madrid and Bayern Munich. So we're looking for the fourth biggest selling team, the sixth, the seventh and the eighth. I'm going to go with Barcelona. Mm. Beautiful horizons. Yes, in at fourth was Barcelona with 1.6 million shirt sales. Mike, pressure's mounting. I'll go PSG. Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> that was the most Scottish reply you've ever given on this podcast, and that fucking says something. With 1.1 million shirt sales, allegedly, uh, PSG come in at seventh. So, yes, inside the top eight. Well done, Mike. Scott's only two teams left now in the top eight. We're looking for the number six and number eight. Selling 
clubs in the 22-23 season. Got to be in there with their success over the last decade. All the all the young neutrals have got to be going now. They can't fill the Etihad, but they can sell 1.29 million shirts. Man City come in at sixth place. Come on, Tom. Show us that we know our stuff and, and round off this top eight with the eighth biggest club. Am I allowed to show my workings like they do on Pointless when everyone else is done? See, I'm th- I, was, I was thinking Arsenal, maybe. But then I'm also thinking there hasn't been a single Italian team. So like Juventus, surely they'd be up there. Or... I was thinking Dortmund, but they can't they can't outsell Arsenal, can they? So yeah, I'll, I'll go Arsenal because they they always have exceptionally good kits under Adidas. It's a clean sweep. We've done it. I'm proud of you all. Arsenal in eighth place at 0.85 million shirt sales in the 22-23 season. I'll go through those again and we can chat about any surprises or order. So we've got Liverpool in first place at 1.8 million. Manchester United second, 1.75 million. It's as high as they've been in their table for a long time. Real Madrid in third place, 1.7 million. Barcelona fourth, 1.6 million. Bayern Munich, 1.35 million. Man City in sixth at 1.29 million. PSG, 7th, 1.1, and Arsenal at 0.85 million. They probably would have been top if you included uh, pre-match shirts as well. They released that many, but uh, no, they were in number number 8. What are we thinking? So what are we putting this down to? Because you have a mixture of successful teams and good marketing strategy there, or is it past success? As in, do you still have the Arsenal and the Man United fans that were fans that started supporting them 10, 20 years ago when they were good, but now they're shit, they've kind of clung on. What what do you think is driving the the market there? All of the above, to be honest. Um, the thing is, like you say, Arsenal, as much as we take the piss out of them a little bit for bottling it, they, they were a very, very successful club for a long period, winning, you know, big trophies and reaching Champions League finals and so on. And as absolutely dire as Man United are now, we all know where they were not too long ago. The truth is that I don't think that top eight is a surprise to see those clubs in there. I think it it, it is easy to just pick a few other clubs and go, I'm surprised they're not in there, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so for me, it's not a surprise. I think the only surprise of the whole list is the fact that Liverpool were number one for me. I'm surprised that... They're outselling Barcelona and Real Madrid because I just didn't think they had that same kind of reach. But I think you're right. I think it's a bit like what we talked about, just tapping into certain fan bases and, and areas in the world. But yeah, no fair play to him. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it would be Real Madrid top, actually, especially with the Bellingham factor and and how well he's doing there. But just in general, they're such a huge football team. They're so well supported like across the world. There obviously is a Mo Salah factor, I, I would say, to it. But even as a Liverpool fan, I would have guessed us at maybe like fourth, behind the likes of Barcelona, behind the likes of Man United, maybe even Bayern. So the the one I'm really surprised that there's no Chelsea. Yeah, so interesting point now, Adam, and just to add to the discussion for you, for you guys. So again, it's hard to get any specific data on this, but um, a lot of articles recently talk about the top five supported clubs in the world and the order that most articles most commonly put those clubs in. Real Madrid is the biggest club in the world in terms of support. Then Barcelona, then Manchester United, then Juventus, and then Chelsea. So maybe it's spending habits, maybe it's marketing. What do you reckon, Scott? Well, I think Tom made a really good point. 
that there was not a single Italian team in the top eight, considering how, you know, you think about Serie A in the past and how it was the place to be and how much it's fallen off. But I wonder if, I mean, I, I know the date is hard to get to and you don't have it by hand because we haven't pre-planned this, but it would be interesting to see where Juventus would have fallen when Ronaldo played for them. So I, I did come across it and they were in the top eight the previous year when Ronaldo was there. Uh, and also Tom might have touched on a factor earlier. We talk about spending habits and he talked about how many bootleg shirts some of you know Napoli fans, for instance, were wearing. Maybe that's a factor. You know, is, is it the Premier League clubs of, um, and the Man Cities and what have you are there because people are buying the official merchandise, maybe? I, I do think that is a part of it. It's all, it's all, all Gamora-backed. No, I'm only joking, but it's... I think in England, there is more of a culture for having the latest gear. I think that's definitely, you see that on the terraces quite a lot. When when you do go abroad to, to games, you definitely see less and less football attire. And if you do see it, it does tend to be like uh, associated to a, a supporters group or like a, a an ultras group. And I think that must have an impact. But I imagine most of the money that's that's being spent on these clubs probably comes from overseas territories. I mean, PSG, I was surprised to see them as low as seventh considering how many other teams do you know from outside of the UK that have a, a club store on Oxford Street? I mean, their their marketing is unreal. And I think I was trying to look while we were all talking, but I know an American private equity firm bought a stake in PSG this week and it valued the club at over $4 billion, which puts them well on the way to being the most valued football club in the world. And again, like, so it's a surprise to see their merchandise in that low. And yet they're valued as a club that high because, again, they're not a Champions League winning side. And I can't imagine the French division pulls that much, that many eyes in. So, yeah, just that they have a very shiny brand that they've manufactured PSGs. But I was surprised to see them that low. It'll be really interesting as well to see uh, next year's figures, uh, as in terms of this season, next year for Inter Miami. Because you couldn't, you couldn't find that shirt for hell or high water once, once Messi joined. And that would be really interesting to see, not even the marketing strategy, but just that single player power that, you know, all of a sudden everybody wanted an Inter-Miami shirt, who who would have been nowhere near it until he joined. Yeah, just going back to what we were saying about Mo Salah, though, and how his selling power on shirts, and you've, you've mentioned Messi and Ronaldo in there. Whilst you boys were just chatting then, I just had a quick Google to see if we could find any more facts about shirt sales and so on. And basically, I've I've stumbled across an article on something called sportsbrief.com, which is about shirt sales. Um, and first, one of the things they do is they talk about the that they've list they've given a list of 13 clubs and national teams, which apparently were the top selling jerseys of the calendar year of 2023, which alters the list slightly based on the fact that this one was 22-23. Um, but ultimately, the list is largely the same because we start with Man United, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Liverpool, Barcelona, Juventus slip into this one, into sixth, with Chelsea in seventh, PSG eighth, then Arsenal, Man City, and then Argentina and Brazil, national shirts are in there, with AC Milan slipping in at 13. But what they do is on this, they've added in at the bottom and they give the five players that sold the most jerseys worldwide in 2023 and lo and behold Messi, Messi is, Me- Messi no? is in there Messi is oh, in let's there. have a guess no no we don't know the okay. answers let's yeah. do this let's do this so so just say they're not ranked they're just the top five players that for, for selling shirts and obviously 
I have you, you're all going to get one guess each because I've just confirmed that Messi was in there. So, Ada, you're the host. You get to go first. I'm going to go Mo Salah. Yeah, you're right. Bang on. So, yeah, Messi and Mo Salah are in there. So there's three others. Uh, let's go to Scott next. Ooh, Harry Kane. Incorrect. Ooh. Let's move on. Tom. I would say Erling Haaland. Incorrect. Adam. I'd go Mbappe. He's He's got it. He's got it. Still Ronaldo in there as well? Ronaldo's still in there. So, so far, we've got Messi, Ronaldo, Salah and Mbappe. There's one Ronaldo's quite Ronaldo's quite surprising <clears throat> as well because them shirts are not easy to get hold of. Yeah, th- this th- the last player is a massive player. You know, two of the teams he's played for in the last few seasons are both on that list, which obviously contributes to that. Um, yeah, have another guess if you want, Eddie. We'll all have one more guess each before we move on because everyone will get bored. Neymar? No. Scott? No. Drawing a blank. Tom? Yeah, I actually have no idea. I can't I can't think. Adam? Well, I was going to say Lewandowski, but then you said He's that... got it. Really? Oh, yeah, he's got it. So, obviously, yeah, Bayern go. Munich and Barcelona are both on that list as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. Like we say, player power is is what it's about. And and Mo Salah being in there with Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski, and Mbappe for the the top five most popular players to have on a shirt in 2023. If these stats are accurate, we're going to say they are. Um, yeah. Well, guarantee fucking fifty percent of the people that bought that Lewandowski shirt don't want it anymore because he's been fucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was more anticipation. That was. <laughs> Did you all see that Lionel Messi's Inter Miami shirt, one of the 15 fashion items that defines 2023 by Vogue magazine? Did you see that? No way. Yeah, well, one of the it was the only sports jersey in their list, which again, touching on what you just said there, Mike, player power and Scott, be interesting to see how Inter Miami ranks next year because apparently they, they've sold more Inter Miami shirts in North America than they have Real Madrid or Man United shirts this year. I just want to add something to that before we move on to what you said about Messi. There's there's an interesting fact on this same article that I'm reading. It's given the top 10 uh, players, player selling shirts just of the MLS, because this is an American article as well. And Inter Milan, uh, sorry, Inter Milan, Inter Miami are not even in the top 10 for 2022. So it will be, it's going to be obviously up there, but it just shows the impact that that's going to have, that they've gone from not even making the top 10 and they will, without a doubt, be the number one. They will be for 2023. They won't be for 2024 because have you seen their new shirt? It is fucking stinking. <laughs> Damn, I don't think that's going to matter. That's an interesting discussion there, gentlemen. We've uh, we, we covered a lot there. We covered player sale, club sales. So interesting stuff for us to look back on at the end of this year. That was a lot of fun. Before we wrap it up, just to nicely tie a bow on this, shall we each do a prediction, a shirt prediction for next year, what we think might be a top-selling combo of player, shirt, whether it be country or club? Harry Kane, Bayern Munich is mine. I reckon there is a lot of English fans that couldn't buy a Kane shirt because he played for Tottenham, who might be a rival, and now he's gone somewhere neutral. There'll be uh, even Arsenal fans. I bet you they fucking love them for England. There will be people buying cane shirts from England. Slightly similar for me, not quite the same kind of dislike for the previous club, but 
Duke Bellingham being at Real Madrid, I mm, think, yeah. because he's done so well this season, I think next season those shirts are going to fly off the shelves with his name and number on the back. We touched on it last week, but I'm going to go with Lee Kang in at PSG. I reckon he'll be top five. It's hard for me to add anything to that, to be honest with you. Um, say Zach, say Deco, please. No. Actually, go on. <laughs> No, I can't, I'm not. I can't even do that as a joke because I know you'll fucking leave it in and stitch me and make me look like I'm saying that as a, as a genuine <laughs> prediction. <laughs> so, so what about what's, in the Scottish Messi? Ah, uh, do you know what? He, he sells millions every year, but they just don't talk about it. So, who have we got? So, we're we're saying next year, Messi, Kane. Who did you say, Scott? Uh, no, Adam said Bellingham. Adam, sorry, said Bellingham. You had the Lee Lee Kang in. Lee Kang in. So, Connor Scott, you give one because I can't think of anything. Well, I have to do another one. Um, I reckon, do you know what? I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Mbappe because I think if he goes to Real Madrid as well, I think he'll be massive. That'll be quite a good tussle, the Bellingham uh, Mbappe Real Madrid shirt off. Yeah, to be fair, it'd be interesting to see if anything big moves in January because that could still have an impact yeah. on it as well. I mean, look at Harry Kane. Didn't they say, wasn't the figure 120,000 shirts within 24 hours of him signing for, for Bayern Munich? Something around that sort of number. And that's pretty massive when you take into considering the amount of shirts each club sell every year. So, yeah. Ronaldo made the list last year, Tom. Do you not reckon he will this year, given his Euros coming as well and... He seems to still sell as many shirts, even though he's playing in a in a you know, French farmers league. Do you know what? I think with the Euros coming up, if those shirt releases are good, and you know, we always see it, a tournament can dictate how well a shirt sells. So if we see someone like Mbappe or Ronaldo have an unbelievable tournament, don't be surprised to see like a Portugal shirt coming out in your top ten or your top five, especially as it's likely to be Ronaldo's last ever major tournament which is a big collector's item for a lot of people, isn't it? Ronaldo's last international tournament shirt. Or maybe England winning it will be another boost for the Jude Bellingham sales. And you know what happens there? And you know who's got to do the outro of a show? <laughs> yeah. Is that just is that just going to be a running until you win a, a tournament? Yes. It could be old until and grey by then. That's, an, that's a verbal contract. He's agreed to it. He didn't dismiss that outright. That's how confident I am that you'll fuck it up again. <laughs> well, well wrapped up. Tom, Mike, what have we got coming up in the next couple of weeks? Loads of good shit. But most importantly, I'm still counting up emails and tallies of shirts that people are putting in for the top 20 of 2023. So far, I've got literally hundreds of votes to short to sort through. So Part of me is wanting to say, could you all please stop now? But I want it to be a really, really comprehensive poll. So let's just keep them coming. Um, There are some trends starting to show. I'm the only one who's seen this. And there's already, I would say, a, a top 10 starting to form, which is very, very interesting. But it's it, anything can change if people keep getting them in. So Keep sending them in via email, preferably to hello at ttkaopod.com. You can DM them on the socials. The risk of that is when I go into counting mode and I forget 
that someone sent it two weeks ago on Twitter, it might get missed. So please, 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 please send them in to that email address. And yeah, as much as I'm probably going to regret saying it, the the more the better. So just keep them coming. I think it's going to be massively top five league orientated this this season. I, I'm, I don't. I genuinely don't want to give anything away. But what I will say is I think you're going to be quite surprised with some of the stuff that's coming up quite regularly. As I said last week, there's no moving away from it. There is quite a big swing towards some of the bigger clubs this year, which we didn't have last year. But uh, for anybody listening, AD is pointing to Adam wearing a Roma shirt, (laughs) Um, uh, which I think everybody, I, I don't need to confirm anything with that. Everybody knows that at least one of those Roma shirts surely is going to... If it's not number there. one, this poll is rigged. That's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> if it's not number one, that that's because you're not allowed to do the counting of the votes. That That's why. <laughs> but no, genuinely, at the minute, it is really, really varied. There's some unbelievable shirts. Some shirts even I forgot that had even been released in this calendar year. So it's been really, really interesting flicking through them all. So yeah, as, as we said, I'm going to say it one more time. Just keep them coming to the email. Hello at ttkaopod.com. Thank you very much. I think that's us done, isn't it, gents? We're all nodding again on a podcast, aren't we? Yeah. Somebody <laughs> somebody want to do that? Uh, who's not done it for a while? Tom O'Adden? They think it's all over. It is now.